And we've been told by one of the traders here that today is particularly busy. Dozens and dozens of traders standing here hoping to get a piece of the action. Anxious, we suspect that these new toughened sanctions may have a chilling effect on business in the weeks and months to come. Everyone seems to agree the North Korean leadership is not totally rational. Tong Zhao is from the Carnegie Tsinghua Center for Global Policy in Beijing. The simple fact that China agrees for tougher sanctions sends a very strong political signal to North Korean leadership about whether they should continue with their nuclear and missile development. But, as always, the question is not how tough are the sanctions, but how willing China is to enforce them. And here in Dandong, there is little sign of any preparations for those promised more stringent inspections. We were able to drive right past some very relaxed-looking customs officials into the Dandong inspection zone. So lined up in front of us here are one, two, three military trucks, a number of other brand new cars, all clearly waiting to go in through the barriers, over the bridge and into North Korea. It's exactly this kind of military vehicle which the new toughened sanctions are supposed to halt. But we've had no problem getting in here. It seems very lax and there's no sign of any rigorous inspection of cargo taking place now. And as we can see, there is certainly at the moment military use equipment. These vehicles clearly going across the bridge and into North Korea. John Sudworth suggesting there's not a particularly tight customs regime at the moment. But what of the city itself that John was reporting from? How much does Dandong have a flavour of North Korea? It does. Uh, I mean, to a large extent, it is very similar to many Chinese cities. It's a boom town. Uh, it has changed dramatically over the last 20 or 30 years beyond recognition in a way, of course, that North Korea across the border hasn't. And one of the things you're really struck by here in Dandong is the bright neon lights of the restaurants, the shops, the karaoke bars, the tall buildings, the hotels, all along the sort of waterfront on this side of the river from where I'm talking to you, looking out to the almost complete blackness on the other side, a total lack of development. And to some extent, I think in China's stance towards North Korea, you can see some of a sort of sense of shared history. North Korea is, is where China was 30, 40 years ago itself, impoverished, pursuing a nuclear weapons program, defiantly communist against the logic of a changing world, if you like. And I suppose that gives China a unique insight into, you know, the, the position that North Korea finds itself in today. Are there North Koreans in Dandong? I mean, you, other than the sort of surprising female military band that you were talking about? There are um, North Koreans, as you heard, the musical performers, the truck drivers, of course, who come and go across that narrow bridge that separates the two countries. And there are large numbers of other North Korean workers, not just in Dandong, but beyond into wider China and, of course, over the border that North Korea shares with Russia as well. The export of labor from North Korea is thought to earn the regime hundreds of millions of dollars a year because just like those restaurant workers, most of the earnings go straight back 
uh, into the coffers of the state. Uh, and all of that kind of trade, all of that sort of vital economic aid that North Korea is able to garner as a result of these relationships with China and Russia in particular, none of that will stop as a result of these sanctions. These are targeted sanctions. That's the way that China has always wanted them to be. It is absolutely adamant that it doesn't want to sign up to anything that will either stop this vital economic lifeline or more specifically hurt individual North Korean citizens. It claims there is a humanitarian purpose behind that. But of course, the wider concern, again, as we discussed in, in my report, is that what China fears most is, is economic and political collapse and the resulting chaos that it would face on its border. John Sudworth in Dandong, close to the North Korean border. Given the depth of those Chinese concerns, how deeply are these new sanctions likely to bite? Christopher Hill is a former U.S. ambassador to Iraq, South Korea, and the head of the U.S. delegation to the six-party talks on North Korea. I think, relatively speaking, they are far tougher than they've ever been before. And I think it's very significant that China has joined in.